Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, but just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. John chapter 13, verses 31 through 38. If you ever have the time, it's a really interesting exercise to Google the phrase famous final addresses. If you do that, you're going to see what some of the most well-known people in history have said in their final public remarks. Kings, generals, presidents, and politicians, when someone is addressing their followers for what they know is the last time, it's often a powerful and poetic expression of what they believe in, what they think is important, and Jesus is no different than any of them. Now that the Last Supper is done, the meal is finished, and that Judas has left to betray Jesus, Jesus now gets down to business. He's about to leave his disciples shortly. The cross and the resurrection are coming. This is one of the last times he's going to have to share with them, and so he takes time to encourage them in what is about to happen. Theologians have called this group of verses the Farewell Discourse. It's Jesus' goodbye message, full of teaching and encouragement and prayer and final thoughts for his disciples and friends. There's a lot of gold in these verses, and we're going to take the next couple of weeks to unpack them. As Jesus begins, he once again ties himself in to the Heavenly Father. He has been doing this throughout the Gospel of John, if you haven't picked up on that yet. It is a major theme of this book. Jesus declares that the Son has been and will give his life to glorify the Father, and as the Son does so, the Father will in turn glorify the Son. Each member of the Trinity loves to give honor to the other members of the Trinity, as we've seen throughout the Gospel. God demonstrating himself, even within the Trinity that he is, what love and other-centeredness looks like. Jesus makes clear that he's going away, but not in a way that can be followed, at least not now. The disciples don't understand that he's speaking of heaven, where they will indeed join him later, but not yet. And as Jesus prepares to go, he leaves a new command, to love one another as Jesus has loved them. Now this is not literally a new command. The Old Testament law called for people to love their neighbor, but Jesus seems to be doing here what in the other Gospels he has already done. Take the commandments, take all of them, and sum them up into one. Love. Love is the ultimate and all-encompassing commandment of God. Because when we love our neighbor as Jesus did, a sacrificial love that puts others before ourselves, then we won't sin against them in any way. If we get love right, then everything else automatically follows and flows out of that commandment. 
It's so important, Jesus says, that this other-centered, self-sacrificing love will be the sign to the world that a person is a Christ follower. And since love exists among even the hardest of atheists, then that must mean the love that we're called to must be a whole other level of love. And that makes sense when we consider how Jesus demonstrated his love for us. A Christian's love is to be extreme. Peter thinks he's there already, full of love and passion and ready to follow Jesus anywhere, he says. But Jesus again reminds us that he is not ever caught off guard. Peter's passion will snuff out quickly the moment that persecution comes. Love and devotion are easy in theory, but the proof is in the pudding. How do they fare when true difficulty comes? Take some time today to pray for the Lord to bring to mind one person that you can show love to in some practical way, some way that you can tangibly demonstrate that you care for them, and then take some time to go and do that today.